When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to episode 112 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me via Zoom, Charles Headland. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. What's happening, brother? Dude, you know, it's almost turkey season in Pennsylvania. It is turkey season in several other places. <laughs> yeah, but a turkey did die in Pennsylvania already this year, bud. Oh, I know. Don't I know, man. Holy smokes. Youth season, dude. Serious excitement. That youth season makes me just feel like a great turkey caller, put it that way. Right, right. Unpressured bird. <laughs> <laughs> when you get them before 7 o'clock, two years in a row, it's, uh, yeah, it's something special. That's pretty I, I solid, dude. Man, I, I love it. I love it. You know I love just seeing turkeys go down, and that's going to be the gist of this episode as well. For sure, man. For sure. Well, before we get too far into it, let's talk about our partners real quick. First and foremost, Scree Gear. We used it a lot in West Virginia. I'm going to use it a lot in Pennsylvania. I'm going to use it a lot the rest of the year, man. Just got my rain jacket in. That's one piece that I added to my collection. I love the thing. Super lightweight, super breathable. I can't wait to put it to the test and actually use it in the field. But uh, yeah, man, their products are just top-notch quality. Absolutely, man. Get your uh, Get your orders in, guys, and use WDP20 for 20% off your first purchase. There you go. Next one is VIP Archery. Yeah, man. Uh, we got our boy Matt Futere. Uh, I was just on the phone with him actually talking about the guillotine broadheads. Going to get a couple of them ordered. And I know you're looking to put some on your errors as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Are you actually getting some? Holy smokes. Well, I was going to get maybe one or two. I have one already from the prototype. Um, and then I have another one I'm going to buy. Sam wants to use them. And I may may join the the gravy train, if Holy you will. Smokes, we'll see. Man. Holy I doubt smokes. it. I doubt it. I support my man, Matt, and uh, I got to buy a broadhead, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Guys, head over, check out their whole line. They are freaking awesome broadheads. Yep. And then another one we have, A&F Custom Calls. A&F Custom Island. Calls. They've been putting in some work Tell already, what, man. The same call has killed both birds. Oh, that's solid, And that man. is the competition snap competition style batwing call sweet so that one is is sounding pretty the the birds are liking it yeah man you're rocking that ghost cut this year too i am that's my early morning and then uh once i get away from some of them tree yelps and uh bubble cuts or bubble whatever they're called (laughs) (laughs) uh and then you know the soft stuff i mean that brings the soft stuff the wines um, everything I can do, there's a wide range I can do with it. I also was using it this year as my, um, coyote how 
Sweet. My locator call. I heard that a couple times. It was pretty solid, man. And we'll mention it again because it's one of the main reasons we ended up getting on some birds in West Virginia. But um, that thing is uh, very versatile. What you can do, wide range of noises. That's why I like cow's calls. Yeah, man. Go check them out. We'll put the link in the description. There you go. And the last two, of course, out on land manufacturing and new canoe. And new canoe. Love them boys. And uh, we use all their products as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's not keep droning on. Let's uh, let's get our good buddy from PA Bow Hunting out on the phone. Here, what do you think? Yes, sir. Let's bring him on. All right, Adam Rahar. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on. It. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working but on it. what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. I, I can have it. You, you, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? All right, we are back. What's up, Chucky? Where is the turkey gobble? Oh, it's coming. Don't you worry. Here it is. Oh, that's a buck grunt. <laughs> oh epic fail epic fail epic fail oh, adam buddy what is going on my man slayer oh. silent assassin i'm uh, dreaming about turkeys you got me into this world and this year and oh it's going zero to 100 real quick that's what i'm talking about man i'm stoked for you take a whole lot to get the bug engraved in your soul my friend and i think if anyone hangs out with me long enough or listens to my excitement they're gonna they're gonna follow suit so it's a dangerous path i mean you're you're now one sticking you know um you guys got into saddle hunting you guys mentioning you and justin you are the the better looking half don't tell justin i said that of pa bow hunting (laughs) right so you guys are uh you're definitely falling for my uh, evil spells and i apologize for that and your bank account that that's on me yeah that hurts a little bit bud <laughs> it hurts a little bit from buying all this fingerless gloves or what uh fingerless gloves one stick stuff saddles uh, you name it you guys just kind of uh do you just say it and it happens i don't know i don't know i feel like i'm the better influence over here chuck just like breaks into your wallet i'm just like oh yeah you might want to try it i don't know chuck's like you're gonna do it (laughs) you've been breaking into my wallet too making me try this uh rogue ammo Uh oh it is pretty gnarly though you're gonna like it i didn't mean to that was inadvertently lead you (laughs) yeah but we won't lead you astray man we're gonna we're gonna at least put you down a good quality path that's one thing that i can almost promise you that we will try to get you down the best path through trials and tribulations of our own wallets therefore that you only spend it in your wallet once and not four times to get to where we're at because that's what yeah, I that do. happens a lot <laughs> it's, it's all part of the game man you know it's all part of the game we're 
we're all still growing and, and, you know, adapting to nuances of hunting and different styles and gear that's coming out. And, and really, I mean, the, the industry itself is kind of exploding where it's not the days of the old where it was just like a new bow comes out and every year a new bow comes out and that's pretty much it. You know, maybe, maybe one or two pieces of camo, um, that that's, in my opinion, that's all it was for me when I was growing up, it was get a couple pieces of new camo every year, maybe every six or seven, 10 years, depending you get a new bow right now. It's like, look at all the new stuff that's dropping every year, like all kinds of crazy stuff. There's saddle hunting. Now there's, you know, different platforms, different sticks, different climbing methods. Everything is just insane. It's, it's pretty cool though. <laughs> I didn't even you know what saddle me. hunting was two years ago. Right. Right. It's, uh, it's exciting. It really is. It's exciting, you know, and the same thing happened to me for me, you know, with Turkey too. Um, I went from being a barely a Turkey hunter to going out just cause I wanted to be in the woods more and scouting deer when I was Turkey hunting to, buying decoys, buying new vests, you know, um, obviously upgrading my camouflage and getting better quality camouflage and better quality clothing. It's just been so much fun. So much fun. Um, got a new choke this year too. So yeah, man. Yeah. You're rocking that know. old Indian we're, Creek now. Hey, we're, we're an Indian Creek fan. <laughs> we we yeah, are Indian Creek fan. Maybe maybe it's time to reach out, huh, Austin? I don't know, man. I think we might have to. <laughs> I shot a bird last I'm year with it. Saying. That was the first time I, I got it, and I patterned it out of my gun, and it was just like night and day difference to the choke I was using before. I was like, holy crap, this is... Dude, you shot that bird at like 95 yards, to be <laughs> it honest. It was not 95 <laughs> yards. It was a poke, but it wasn't that. I'll bet you that, I'll bet you that bird was probably... I'll bet it was probably almost 60 55? yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a poke. And yeah. we didn't know. I mean, it wasn't something we knew. We didn't have rangefinder on us. Me and you were separated. I think I did have a rangefinder on me, but you didn't have one on you. No. <laughs> I don't carry I should, one in turkey season. It's inadvertently on my chest pack that I carry with my binoculars. It's just hooked on there, so I keep it. You know, it, it kind of came in handy in West Virginia for us. We were in a on a field edge situation, Austin and I, and I ended up ranging across the field and letting him know, you know, hey, that point there is 40 yards. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would have thought that was farther than 40 yards, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was, it was a Just it was the way the field played. But, you know, it, that was more of a situation. It wasn't like, oh, it's 60 yards, I'm going to shoot it. That was kind of like we were running out of time. Had we had more time, it would have worked its way in like we wanted it to. It was just a really slow yeah. roll, and then we were cutting it down to like, oh, we got to get out of the woods. It's like getting close to one o'clock. And that's why I pulled the trigger on it. Luckily it was, I don't, I shouldn't say luckily. I mean, I knew my equipment, but shot the bird. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're making style your style. It is. yeah I don't know how that would really work. Running and gunning. You're setting up fast. You don't always have time for a range finder. Like we'll get into it. We didn't have time. <laughs> that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. So that's actually a really good segue, Adam. Um, the reason why you guys were both on here, you know, we decided to take a little trip. We went down for the West Virginia opener. It was a Monday and Tuesday hunt. You know, you guys went down on, on Sunday and got all set up and scouted some birds and stuff. And uh, I'm going to let you guys take it from here for a little while. You know, st let's go start of the trip. Let's work our way through, you know. Yeah. Start of the trip. Uh, well, we rushed there right before dark and 
Charles tried to kill me within the first five minutes of being in the parking lot. All right, first off, you're you're going way too far ahead, okay? It's <laughs> it's Easter Sunday. All right. We're we're planning on going to West Virginia to go down and roost some birds, Adam and I. And you left early and fished your way down. You gotta start there. Fish my way down, yeah. What was that? German camp I started at. Your your neck right. of the woods. First cast. Went to- caught a hammer. And <laughs> rest of the day. Couldn't catch a thing, so yeah, great fisherman I am. Hey, that's okay. That first cast <laughs> when you when you when you caught a slammer, man, were you like, "This is going to be the best day of fishing ever," or what? <laughs> uh, I honestly thought it was a log. <laughs> oh damn, that was a really good one. <laughs> well, you did catch a fish though, so I mean, your efforts were not for nothing. I guess uh, they were indeed paid by. One fish. Problem is, you let the fish back in. He went and told all his buddies not to bite that spinner. <laughs> Could have been it. That's that's definitely it. I'm telling you. Uh, but that is a good spot there on the the old Shannock. It's a good little creek. It's got a lot of a lot of fish in it. They they do a really good job stocking. But what? I go back to how I almost killed you first off in the parking lot because now I'm a little concerned how I almost killed you. Well, what was it? About half an hour before fly up, probably. And uh, you showed me a point on Onyx there, and uh, we, uh, short story, we ran. (laughs) (laughs) And these aren't no PA hills. These are uh, West Virginia hills, bud. Let me me go back on this for a second, because none of us are in running shape. (laughs) No, no, not at all. We all drink, well, I guess Chuck's kind of on like a hiatus, but we all drink copious amounts of beer. (laughs) Okay, it's, nothing it's from not that, exactly just fucking crickets or what? <laughs> yeah. it, it's not exactly a hill you want to run up, and you're right. We are far from in shape to go up any hill, put it that way, at this point. And I, I did, I threw threw the new boots on, the new crispies, and we were running up that hill pretty much. And boy, I didn't want to be the one to admit that I was really hurting. So I just, you know, took a break here and there. Um, we yeah, got, I wasn't going to fall behind it either. I know how you feel and I'm usually the one chasing uh but I just made it up in my mind that I was going to tell you we were going to meet single like little uh points on our way up in which we were going to stop and you know take a little breather just kind of look around you know uh so that's kind of how I said it in my mind I was like all right from this point on we're going to stop here here and here and then it was like, yeah, I got halfway to that first point up that hill, and I was I was hurting. My lungs felt like they were full fluid. It was not a good time. You, you know but, what's funny about that? I don't mean to cut you off, Chuck, but I think it's hilarious when you're out with other buddies and stuff like that, and say you're doing hills like we're like we're talking about. You're always that guy that's like, I'm not going to let them know that I'm being like a turd here, or that I'm so <laughs> out of shape that I can't get up the freaking hill. So you just end up pushing your body and you keep up with them anyway. And they go to stop and be like, you okay? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm fine. You're, you okay? And you're like, yeah, let's just keep going. And you keep going. But secretly deep down, you're like, oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> it was no secret here. I mean, if he looked over, he could see here. I, mean, you, I was pretty much crawling up that hill. <laughs> we did get there too late. Uh, I don't remember exact. Well, I know I was, I was well behind being prepared for the trip. Go figure. And, rushing around last minute there was a lot of family over at my parents there uh, right before we were leaving we wanted to leave i think by 6 or 6 30 
at the latest. And I think yeah. we left like quarter after seven. Yeah, so, sounds about right. Because we got there about eight o'clock. Uh, well, we would have left a lot earlier because it took longer than that to get there. Um, but to the game lands, we got there. And like you said, it was just a hill right off the bat. We got up there. Uh, didn't expect some of the play and I'm, I'm going to keep out some of the details because I'm trying to keep from basically shouting out what, you know, property we were at, but I didn't expect some of the, um, foilage that terrain we ran features? into. Yeah. Or terrain features. Yeah. I, I really didn't. It's, it looks a lot different from prior years. So when we got up there, that kind of changed our game plan a little bit. I dropped you off. Um, at the first spot that I marked on the phone, and then I worked to the back of the property even farther. And I, I don't know about you, but I got back there and I heard one guy crow calling. <laughs> I mean, it's almost pitch black at this point. He's crow calling like nonstop. I heard another guy owl hooting from the other side and jumped about 400 deer. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I heard a yep. bear sneaking in on me and was going to try to eat me. And that's when I cowered back to Adam. So Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Someone forgot to take a handgun with him. I oh, did indeed. That is that's but, a rookie move there, bud. Yeah, it was just a there was a lot going on, like I said, you know, and uh there there was a lot to remember and that was one thing I forgot. But I heard this giant thing sloshing through the water no more than fifty yards from me, and I was like, That sounds huge. I'm going to go ahead and get back because where I was expecting to hear birds from is exactly where the guy with the crow call was. And he was just hammering that thing. <laughs> um, so I let some owl hoots of my own off and apparently it struck a bird by Adam. He actually heard some turkeys gobbling. I heard three or four down the ridge quite a ways. And you kind of showed me later where those would most likely be at. You being out there before and that helped a little bit. Yeah. And we, we had all intentions of going set up on those birds kind of the next morning, but um, we got back to the campsite. We made, made do for the night. And then uh, Tino over there met us in the morning out there bright and early. He kind of got a little turned around in the campground. Yeah. That was kind of, uh, that was stupid, man. My GPS took me on like a race through the freaking park. I would like <laughs> I'm driving around this bend and it's like a sheer cliff on my right side. And it's like, your destination is on the right. I'm like, no, it's not. It's definitely not. So then I, there was nowhere to turn around. It was too narrow to bang a Yui. So I had to drive up through, get back to a spot where I like went down in a ditch basically to get back up on the road to get turned around. And then I'm looking for it on the map. I'm like, oh, I can just figure this out. It was just, I was supposed to be there a lot sooner than I was. I ended up getting there eventually, but almost hit like 16 deer going through that park, like freaking deer and stuff yeah. everywhere there. Dude, what's crazy about it is they, they have one sign that points straight ahead for camping. And then the next sign's like a 10th of the size and points to the right for camping. Yeah. And it's like 10 yards past the first sign. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't they just, you know, put like a little up and over arrow on that yeah. first sign, yeah. you know, right? like a little up and right. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't get lost because you can actually see that sign, but the second one's kind of tough. I drove right by and, it. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Me and Adam had a break into our, our first spot that we were staying in and then ended up figuring out we were just re misreading the sign. And then we went to the correct spot that we were staying in. 
And, uh, you know, it was actually a pretty cozy place. Nice little beds and a couple bunk beds. We were supposed to have five guys on this trip. But, you know, it, it seems two of them dropped out last minute. They were kind of worried about the weather. And it was definitely a trip for the weather, if, if you ask me. It was, it was not pretty. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what you want for turkey hunting. Yeah, that is definitely not the weather you want for turkey hunting. However, however, it didn't turn out so bad. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. It was chilly. Saturday was uh, a rough day for you there, Austin. Yeah, that was really bad. I mean, we'll we'll get into that once we once we start off the morning here a little bit more. But yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the the game plan that morning was that we were going to go up years prior. Austin and I went in kind of the same spot where we were listening from more or less, and you know we were hearing birds gobble and we were planning on setting up in this little bottom because it was somewhat windy. If I remember correctly, it was pretty windy that morning. Windy. And we got up there and Austin had spotted a bird up in the tree just off the field edge where Adam and I, the day before, because of the, in the terrain, we basically said, we wrote it off. There's not going to be a bird there. You know, um, not thinking that they would pitch down into the wooded area behind them. We figured they'd pitch out right where we were kind of standing. Which so which would make scrambled. sense to me, honestly, because those woods are so thick. And then just 40 or 50 yards to, what would that have been, his left was a big, nice, like, strut zone that he could have just pitched right into. Correct. Yeah. I was uh, a little confused. But I think, I still think he saw us, to be honest with you. Um, I know when we were looking at him at first, he was dead asleep. Oh, totally. Head in his wing, like out. Yeah. And I'm looking at him with the binoculars and it's still pretty dark at that point. Like we weren't even at gray light yet. Yeah. It was pretty dark. But we sat there, we stood there maybe a couple minutes too long. And I think back about that and, and I, I think a better solution, but what we ended up doing was putting a decoy down. You two went over and got set up about, maybe 20, 25 yards away. Yeah. And we figured we're not going to make any calls at all. When he wakes up, he's going to look down. He's going to see a hen standing there in his strut zone. But I think what happened was when you guys started walking away, um, you didn't make any noise or anything. No, we were we being make, quiet. We, it was perfectly quiet. All of a sudden, for whatever reasons, I don't know if the wind gusted or what, but it caused him to take his head out of his wing and he, he just went to like alert and his head went way up. And again, it was pretty dark and he could have thought we were deer or something too. Um, because if you think about it, they see the same as us. Basically, if you, if you do the research in Turkey's eyes, they basically see color, how we see color. So darkness and lightness, they see it the same as us. So imagine being up in a tree, looking down on the ground at that point, like your tree stand hunting, right? At that yeah. point you see something down there, but you're not going to really know percent what it is right right um you know so i felt we were still okay and immediately after he did that he put his head back into his wing yeah so we went and got set up but i i don't know that bird never gobbled didn't have a beard i am convinced oh no i'm convinced too because i'm sitting there when we got set up a long beard yeah i'm sitting there with adam and adam's like dude he's he's starting to like like kind of half strut in the tree and i was like oh i can't really see him where i'm sitting he Adam had a little bit better view. So I started leaning over like almost on Adam and I'm glassing this thing. And he kept going into like, <laughs> like there are birds gobbling off in like the, 
off in the distance. And he kept going into like this half strut and I kept looking at his fan and I'm like, okay, I don't see a step in his fan at all. I was like, so it's either the biggest hen I've ever seen or it, or it's a gobbler. But then he kind of shifted a couple times and I could see like, you know, the front of his breast and I'm looking, I'm like, dude, I don't see a freaking beard, but like, it's, it's a huge bird. It's not a little, little bird. We're looking at it and he never gobbled nothing. Adam keeps looking at me. He's like, is it a long beard? I was like, I don't know if it's a long beard or a Jake or a hen. It could be a turkey vulture. I don't know. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. It was hard. You couldn't see a beard. You could see him trying to like strut up and it just real, real confusing. Not even making a sound or anything. He never it made was a definitely sound. Real confusing. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even cackle again, when he took off. Know. No, no. He just, he just pitched he out completely silent straight down. Yeah. I, I, I haven't figured that bird out. Um, the only thing that I think could have changed the outcome there was if I had not set up a decoy, but I could have went farther past you guys. Cause I did set up probably 40 <clears throat> yards up beyond you guys. If I would have just kept going up that wood line and probably set up maybe a hundred yards, like at the corner where he couldn't see us. Yeah. Right. Couldn't see me and put up a decoy there and started calling um, and actually making some noise Maybe we could have gotten the pitch down, but then again, he was with his hen, and we're we're stared at that bird forever. And I know from when I was sitting on the ground at a really good viewpoint before we went and set up, and it was dark, I could see his silhouette. And dude, I thought it was a Jake, and I'm like, "How do we cool shooting a Jake?" He's like, "The state I am." I said, "Okay, man, good, perfect." <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure the size of this bird, and I think I think I see some kind of nub. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a Jake. And then, sure enough, when he went in those like half three quarter struts, I had a different angle than both of you, and I could see the full bird really well. Hundred percent a long beard. Oh yeah, without a beard. So he was a tom turkey without a beard. I dude, honestly, I think he probably just had beard rot or something like that. I would assume that. I know I've heard of other people shooting birds where. Their beards were literally pulled out. Well, I mean, that's possible too. I mean, he could have been fighting or, you know, you, you never yeah, know. Wasn't the youth season the, wasn't the either. youth season the, uh, the weekend before? It was. A couple days before, two days before. Yeah, he could have got two shot. You never know. Easily could have. The way he was acting was acting like a bird that had been shot at or shot. He could have got body shot and just lost blown. his beard, man. Yeah. Not wanting to talk either. You never know. Yeah. Yep. Well, after witnessing it uh, this past weekend, you can definitely shoot the beard off. Um, <laughs> yes, I have now you seen can. it for the first time ever. <laughs> but I, well, I know thinking of that bird's actions and the bird that I chased years ago with uh, our buddy Mike McCoy, he, that bird never gobbled, never did anything. All it was doing was strutting in the field. And we end up seeing it and putting a spot and stock on it like seven, eight hundred yards. I was there. And ended up just sneaking up on it. Yeah, that bird. Yeah. Remember, I remember that, that bird? He didn't gobble all morning. He didn't gobble to any of our calls. Yep. And we ended up sneaking up on that bird and killing it. Um, and he had been shot. Yeah. Uh, prior. I remember he had a bunch of BBs and stuff in his in his wing. But I don't know, man. I heard that flap of the wing and I heard a little crash and I knew that was the hen that went down yeah, with him. Right. And as soon as that happened, he was he was no longer interested in that little decoy sitting 
40 yards away, which was moving nice in the wind and yeah. everything. I thought we had a good chance. Yeah. But he thought otherwise. And I don't think that bird ever gobbled, to be honest <clears throat> with you. I don't think he did either, man. You know, that bird took off and we were hearing gobbles in the distance. We were like, all right, next bird. <laughs> yep. It was still yep. pretty early we and did. he we pitched pretty off. early. He did. He pitched he pitched early and those other birds, I mean, man, they were like right over my right shoulder, just gobbling their faces off, probably five or six different birds gobbling. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I wish I was over there. But then you could hear some guy like it was still fifteen minutes before pitched out and he is just aggressively cutting and yelping at these birds i'm like ah this is what it's like to hunt public land again right (laughs) day one opening day you got a guy that's just rushing his call but we didn't want to impede on anybody so we figured we'd kind of work around and go through some really insane deer territory to uh try to get up on them birds and that's when the old um the old bubble hit you, bud. <laughs> the old bubble guts hit me, man. Yeah, we were we were working across that top. It was ridiculous. We started getting down in there, and like, I got one of the my stomach just did one of those like, and I was like, oh my god, that feels funny. <laughs> and I was trying to stick it out, and I just I started sweating real bad, and I was like, oh this this might not be good. And I remember I asked I, I asked Adam, I was like. Dude, do you have any toilet paper? I gotta go. I gotta like. I gotta get out of here for a second. He pulled out this big wad of toilet paper, and I, I like ran up the hill. Yeah, dude, I like ran up the hill, and it like it was it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. I came back down. I was like, all right, I, I kind of feel better for now. Let's keep going after this bird. Like, I think we heard another gobble after that, didn't we? Or what was that prior to that? We did. Yeah. No, there was birds gobbling. Yeah. yeah. So we're working our way down through that down through that like i don't know if it's a i mean it's a big hollow basically and we kicked out a couple of deer and uh we're going on this crazy deer trails like i i know adam was using his gopro just filming them i mean they were like absolute cow paths man and uh we started going up that other side and i was like ooh, i'm i'm getting mouth sweats like real bad and i was like oh god this is re- <laughs> this is really bad it wasn't like a you know, like sometimes when you run and stuff, like let's say you do like suicides in football or something like that, and you're like, oh shit, and you throw up. And this was not like workout bubble guts, mouth sweats or that. I was just like, oh, I am going to be like, I'm going to be sick. We're like halfway up the hill and I started dry heaving. I know at one point somebody, I don't know if it was you or Adam, turned around and you're like, oh God, I heard that. Like it was, it was bad. We get to the top of that hill and we're like, oh shit, that front's coming in. And we started walking out we were gonna start going and looking around in some fields and stuff for birds and it was the whole way out i i couldn't help it i was just i was dry heaving i was miserable i was sweating i had the chills like i was falling apart real bad man yeah you were in rough shape and i know we were kind of hurrying out because we looked at the radar and it was a ways off and it just kind of kept growing as it was coming to us yeah yeah so we kind of we kind of scooted out of there pretty quick yeah, well, you forgot, too, that there was also those three shots that rang off when we were in mid-stock. Yeah, you're right. I forgot the guy that emptied his gun. There was not any goblin <laughs> after that. No, that killed everything. I mean, that was – I'm guessing that was the last goblin bird, and he was hammering, man. Yeah. And that bird was really excited, and then all of a sudden you heard bang, 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 and we're like, holy shit. And I hope he got the bird, at least, you know. <laughs> 
I think we heard afterwards from another guy in, in this truck that was driving around the whole time that uh, he did get the bird, I believe. Right, Adam? Yeah, that's what he said. He got the bird. Good. Good for him. Good for him. I guess, yeah. I mean, there's probably nothing left of that poor thing. <laughs> Dude, it, that was the cannon going off for sure. I don't know what he had going on there, but <laughs> it was pretty loud. And it was, I don't know. That If he hit that bird all three times, I'd feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had some Swiss turkey breast. Yeah, man. But we got uh, we got back to the truck, and you were like, "Dude, go and like figure yourself out." And I was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like relax for a second, try and compose myself." First of all, driving there on those windy ass roads, like every time I went around one of those big ass bends, I was like dry heaving. I was like, "This is miserable." And I just like sat in my truck, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna eat some crackers." So I started eating some crackers, and I was like, "This does not taste good at all." And I basically just, I, I don't, I, I started drinking some water and I drank some Gatorade and I was like, this is not feeling better at all. And you ended up calling me. I think you guys went over, over to Ohio. You were checking some stuff out, going to Walmart and stuff like that. And I was basically like, dude, I'm going to be useless the rest of the day. I'm going to hide the key. I'm going to take off. And, uh, that's what I did. And I had a miserable ride home and I had a miserable rest of the day. Now on to you guys. <laughs> We went to we went to Ohio. We tried to find uh, Mr. Buddy Heater, and dude, nothing. I mean, nowhere had it. We ended up finding one. Some guy wanted to sell us one for like hundred and eighty dollars at a at a hardware store, uh, and we went there. And he's like, "Oh, by the way, I got this one too. It's like sixty bucks." I'm like, oh, thanks, guy. Thanks for uh, you know trying to sell us the almost two hundred. We almost drove away. But I ended up buying it, and it did very little, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, it was nice to stand in front of, and if it was pointed directly at you, we should have bought two, put one right in front of me and one right in front of Adam, and then we would have been okay. But one by itself in that big area was just not getting the job done. It was just too big for the tent. The, The tent was too big. It was. It was just too much square footage and not enough heat being from just at all basically i mean you're talking propane radiation heat more more or less like radiant heat um and that's just not gonna cut it so i had to work anyways i did a little bit of work in the truck and then pulled out of him and was like hey bud if you're freezing your butt off like you can come sit in the truck it's nice and warm and he starts walking down apparently i didn't know but adam was calling on his mouth call to the truck <laughs> the whole way and it's kind of raining and cold What's that? It's bored and cold. Yeah, you're sitting in the heat, just taking it in, having your take fives or whatever you were eating. Snack of the day. (laughs) I believe it was a chocolate payday, I believe. That That was was probably a trip. (laughs) Which are fire, by the way. I was was having a good old time, and then the the campground lady tried to, like, kick me out of there because I went and parked at someone else's campsite just for – electricity and plugged in an extension cord through my window (laughs) (laughs) and uh it it all ended up being okay i didn't get yelled at too bad and she once she knew we were actually camping there and not just stealing electricity she was really cool um thank god they had laundry too because adam's stuff and mine i we didn't mention that adam that was we we were driving around that was before huh yeah that was before that that was right as that front was hitting us pretty good found a couple birds and it was really raining and uh, we looked at each other and it's hard not to go after birds with uh, no hens yeah i think there was five gobblers and one little like bachelor group all by themselves 
in this bottom that you just would not expect. It was basically a swampy bottom, and there they are all by themselves, zero hens, all redheads. And we're <laughs> flying past, and we're seeing them. We're like, uh, you want to go after them? <laughs> Couldn't say no, but, you know, yeah. they decided to have hens close anyway. We pulled the stock on them, and we got back close to where they were. Um, found a deadhead, real nice little deadhead. And then we started hearing a hen, and I'm like, man, that sounds like a real hen, but could be a person. And then you're looking over where the hen noise is coming from. Like, nobody's hunting in that. It is so super thick and nasty. Like, no one's setting up in that. We realized that was a real bird, and she was calling, and we were calling, and she never came in. We ended up going all the way down. The birds were gone. We drove around, and they were at some guy's, uh, like, bird feeder in his backyard. So. <laughs> We got soaked. I mean, absolutely soaked. It was a really stupid play on my part for even bringing my vest because it just got absolutely drenched. and It was wet for the in, entire trip. Pretty miserable. Oh, buddy. Rookie rookie mistake on day one to go out and pouring down rain with your vest and everything. Just get drenched. I mean, our clothes were good. We just threw them in the dryer. But the vest was wet the entire trip. Oh, man. <laughs> Doesn't exactly dry out in 30 degree weather you know so that pretty much wraps up day one though um you know adam was like i said adam was calling to my truck and we're sitting there we sat there for what two minutes yeah it wasn't long i was in your truck and it was raining like we said because that front was in and windshield wiper moved and there's two uh long beards standing 10 yards in front of the truck just looking around yeah i think you sent me a snapchat you were like oh yeah just chilling in the chilling in the truck and like you went to the windshield and there were two birds just walking across they had ropes on them too dude they were they were nice birds they were nice, nice birds yeah <laughs> especially for wet birds i mean they were soaking wet and they had some freaking ropes on them dude how bad does a wet turkey look it's like a dead rat oh. <laughs> turkeys, dead are rat easily, was, turkeys are easily the ugliest dog. animal and when they're dry it's got to be one of the best looking too Oh man, <laughs> they just—they look so bad when they're like that. I can't stand it. I've seen a couple of them killed in the rain, and they just—you try and take dog. that. You try and take that nice trophy picture with it. They just look terrible. You're yeah. like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was saying my hamster got mauled by my dog when I was a little kid, and uh, that's pretty much what a wet turkey looks like. Word, word. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But a dry one. Adam's right. There's not much more beautiful. And a turkey's coloration when they're dry. I mean, they they just shine. They every way you look at them, they look a little better and different. Yeah, they got that they're iridescent beautiful. kind of running through them and stuff. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah, just absolutely gorgeous. Which is why I tell people not to set up their turkey decoys in the direct sunlight. And a lot of people will tell you that because if you've ever seen a turkey in the sunlight, they shine. Yeah, and definitely. You know, other turkeys see in UV light, basically. So they're seeing a very shiny bird when they see them out in the daylight. And when your decoy's not that, it's just going to spook them away, basically. So just huh. a little little friendly tip there. A little friendly opinion. tip. All right. I like it. But that brings us to day two, sir. Sunday. Yeah, man. Sunday, I will say there were a lot less people. Tuesday. For sure. So God, Tuesday. See, I did it again. Yeah. I, I keep thinking weekend because of PA. Stuff. It felt yeah, like Tuesday. it, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday. 
Tuesday. It was, it's so weird. That messed me up for like six days afterwards with my days of the week for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tuesday, I'll be honest. I didn't think you were coming back, Austin. I figured you had that yeah, stomach we, bug that I just got over. I wrote you off. <laughs> yeah, we kind of counted you out for the day. And you kind of, we just heard the truck pull up and we were really really surprised yeah man I, I i told you guys i was like if i feel good enough to come back i'm gonna come back and i set my alarm and went off at three in the morning and i, I woke up and i sat up and i was like i honestly don't feel like i'm gonna shit myself let's go <laughs> so <laughs> like i got all my shit together and i, I drove down there and i pulled in and i was like i need some freaking coffee and i made some coffee <laughs> and i made a mountain house and i was like all right let's do it boys and that's that's where it mountain started man probably a uh probably a risky play of that mountain house it was a risky play i was hoping that it was gonna you know cork it up a little bit it did (laughs) it did a little added protein (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely worked and man that was other than the temperatures snow um you know that that night before adam i went out again adam wasn't feeling all that well either and we ended up going out and I coyote howled on the call and ended up striking. They weren't answering to anything else. They they gobbled one time, two birds. And we got them roosted. We came up with a game plan, um, talked to our buddy Seth from Citizens Hunting, and he had told us that he was over there on that side the day before. Kind of gave us an idea what the birds did, so we set up a plan for it. And you know, we dropped Adam off in the bottom, figured that was the best play from what he told us is how they acted the day before. And then Austin and I went up and around and we were the first people in the parking lot. We even scared that other truck off. He pulled in after us and then pulled away. Yep. Yep. He, so he pulled in. Adam chased him away naked. <laughs> yeah, hey, leave out my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that speedo had nothing to do with you. <laughs> oh my God. How funny would that be, man? You just, you think you're, you're pulling into a public park and let some guy chases you off and the speedo. Ah! Just, oh man, that's stupid. I'm cutting it out. Probably. <laughs> I'm cutting it out. <laughs> You're not cutting it out. I would. That's a good. That's a good call. I have uh, actually have heard other people wanting to use that same tactic. So, well, I'm telling you, you're not. You're not alone in that. It worked. Yeah, but we did. We got up there, and again, on our way in, Austin spots bird up in a tree. Apparently, I'm too busy looking down, trying not to step on sticks or stuff in the darkness, and you're just finding all the birds every time i don't know man it's just that silhouette i i feel like i feel like most of the time that silhouette is what helps me out a little bit because i can't hear all that great so i kind of look for birds rather than listen for them in the morning i don't know (laughs) your your other senses are heightened yes you can't hear yes my my vision is like i get like that i don't know i eat a lot of carrots too maybe that you can see better in the dark i guess i don't know (laughs) It's like quit eating your kids' carrots, man. That's messed up. Right? <laughs> I I will say though, you definitely spotted them out like right, like just boom, easy bird. I'm like, yeah. Once I look up, yeah, you're you're right. That's definitely a bird. Yeah. Now what do we do? And then uh, we're standing there again, kind of wondering, do we continue with our game plan? Because that one bird, if you remember, gobbled like. Well, I guess that's about when that bird gobbled in the bottom. Well, we, we yeah, we were standing there. We were like, are we going to set up on this bird and just hope that he pitches into the spot? And we were like, 
well, we can go down to this point. And right when we started looking at that point, like getting ready to make a move, a bird fired off, like not down, down in the bottom, but down the ridge a little bit. And you're like, well, that's where we're freaking yeah. going. I was like, let's go. Uh-huh. So we just kind of forgot about that bird on top and took off down over the bottom. And it's, it's kind of important yeah. to say like where this was, it was really thick timber. And then there's like this hedgerow. We found the only spot to get through this hedgerow and it was jaggery to say the least. <laughs> that is, that's one of the things like down there, you know, I, I feel like a lot of this place is set up for really good habitat for wildlife, which is why they have a lot of deer and a lot of turkeys, but man, for humans to get through some of that stuff, you know, in places, it's pretty nasty. Yeah. You know, that, those hedgerows were real thick. Um, and then even the woods were real thick on the edges. And it's like, you got to go, good luck. Thankfully, there's 4 million deer. And anytime you get in a bad spot, you just get on a deer trail and you can get out. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> we'll get to in a minute here. But we did find a way through the first hedgerow. And we're kind of standing there. And, I'm, you know, again, kind of coming up with a game plan. Nothing has gobbled since. Um, I hit the alcohol a couple times. Nothing. Nothing. Because we were sitting okay. there, we are like, where are we going to set up? I'd really love to hear them gobble again just so we have a better idea where they are so we can set up a little bit more appropriately. Because we were kind of on a bigger field up along the timber, but there were like some, you know, fingers that shot out. And we were like, if if we can get to the next one, it might be better. And you let out those owl hoots and it was nothing. I was like, well, this is going to be a bummer. <laughs> like. <laughs> So but, I guess in, you know, second guessing ourselves pretty yeah, much right at that point. Was that a I'm phantom like, gobble? Cause we, <laughs> yeah, I knew that was a gobble. That was, you know, but yeah. then I think Adam texted us like, did you guys hear that gobble? I think it was across the road. And now I'm like, uh, did you hear a second gobble? Cause I'm pretty sure the one we heard was not across the road. I was kind of confused by that text message. Adam. Yeah. But that was like, 15 20 minutes before you'd even think a bird would gobble so i was real confused to start with i think it was the same one it was early early like one gobble and i don't know why it did it um but there was definitely a bird that just gobbled out of nowhere like super early it was the dude in the cummins with one of those shaker gobbles (laughs) that guy uh that guy was our nemesis all weekend and not to worry about killing birds Drove around enough. <laughs> Dude, they had to be millionaires for the gas they went through. I'll tell you that much. Funny enough, Adam yeah, actually did scare that guy in. off. <laughs> yeah, he was moving in on you guys. I wasn't letting that happen. Adam started <laughs> flashing him. Buddy. <laughs> Got my speedo back out. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah, God. He told fits right in your pocket. <laughs> All right, so what happened with these birds? What did you do, guys? So I'm actually, well, Chuck, you keep telling the story real quick. I'm going to get my phone kind of ready. I actually want to play the audio on here because it's so freaking crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can plug it or you can just Bluetooth that in. So we decided we were going to sneak up. At this point now, it's getting it's getting gray light. It's getting light out. We got to figure something out quick. And by the look of the map, we wanted to go, you know, either farther down to the bottom finger or we wanted to be somewhere in between so we could cover maybe the bottom and then the middle finger and then you know leave the top alone and as we're breaking down the side of this wood line and it's more or less like a real high weedy area i look up and then i see birds up in the tree right in front of us 
And I stop Austin and he sees them. And I'm like, dude, they're right there. So we kind of back off, put up a couple decoys. We put up two hens and a Jake thinking, because at this point, I think now we've seen them. We backed off, they started gobbling. Okay, there's a lot of birds here. Like there's at least, you know, maybe six different gobblers just hammering. And we're like, okay, let's put up the decoy. If they come out, they're going to see this Jake. They're going to get pretty aggressive. They're going to gum up here. And when they go to beat up the decoy, we're going to just blast them at like 15 yards. Perfect. We end up setting up on the own, like this nice little cove inside this real high, basically just a bunch of like multiflora or whatever. It's not even multiflora, whatever it is, those jaggers, real pointy shit that just grows up in a straight stick. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like Devil's Club or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of it. And there was like this little hole with a a little like bush tree coming out that he could get his back on. I got my, um, you know, my legs out on my vest and I just sat up against it. And we were in perfect spot. I mean, there was, it went around this corner and a little grassy (coughs) field went right back to where these birds were roosting. We're thinking this is, you know, a done deal. They're going to drop straight down. They're going to walk out this grassy field. They're going to see our decoys. They're going to come up the hill. We're going to just count them off and blast them, right? Well, that's what we thought anyhow. I got I got this pulled up. get them going. I got this pulled up now. So, going, so Chuck hit the call, and I'm just going to let this play for a second because it is some of the craziest turkey gobbling I've heard in a long, long, long time. Just like ridiculous. Hopefully you could hear that because I couldn't hear it. You oh, couldn't hear that? Oh man. Well, I hope it played on there. Hopefully it did. If it didn't, then I'll just cut it out. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, there it was like a gobble chain. Like what would you even call that? Someone mentioned something about it and I thought they said it well, but I can't remember what they said. I don't know. It was like a chain reaction, but they just started firing. It was like absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, they were basically gobble battling each other. You yeah. Know, like one would gobble, the next one, and then it went like down the hill and then back towards us. It was insane. It was like they were doing the wave at a at a Pirates game or something. Oh, yeah. And like that audio right there, it just kept going like that. I was like, holy smokes, this is like nuts. Like when these birds pitch, we're going to be like taking our pick. <laughs> well, that was a yeah. dumb thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe we posted that video on our social media anyway. So if it doesn't actually come through, you can go check it out on there. Go to our Instagram and, and check out that video because it is it is awesome. It is pretty it's gnarly. On our TikTok too, by the way. <clears throat> but the uh, the biggest thing that ended up happening with this, the birds ended up pitching down the hill. So we're like, okay, Adam's going to get a shot at these birds. Well, we're sitting there and we had this hen that had pitched out into the field in front of us. And she was just standing there like a statue. As soon as she landed... She didn't move. It was like 10 minutes, man. She's just standing there. She didn't even take a step. We're sitting there. We're like, damn, she's like, she's chilling, man. And and I think Chuck even said, he's like, dude, she's got to be watching another bird or something like that. And we had that, like, I'm going to call it like an alleyway because that's basically what it was through the woods. It was the only mm-hmm. path back into that thick, thick woods. And it was green. And we're sitting there and she's still just 
dead still, dead still. And I think your fingers were getting cold. You started messing around in your pockets trying to get your gloves on. <clears throat> and, dude, literally just out of the corner of my eye, I see this bird pop out to my right. And I'm like, oh, man, there's a bird. And I see his red head, and I just see a rope, dude. He was a big, big gobbler. And I was like, don't move. Don't move. And you were like, what? And I was like, there's a turkey. Don't move. And you're sitting there. So neither one of us are, I mean, really ready. We're just, we're freaking just chilling there. Neither one of us really have our gun up. Your hands are in your pockets trying to put your gloves on. And that bird kind of works his way out, takes one look at our decoys, doesn't putt, doesn't do anything. And he just takes off boogieing, dude. And I'm like, okay, he's going to run straight out to the hen. No, he's just running down this freaking row. And I think you, you're just like, is it a gobbler? I'm like, yeah, it's a gobbler. And like, neither one of us pull our gun up. We don't shoot it. Nothing. We just watch it run off into the sunrise like a freaking movie, dude. It was it was the biggest rookie mistake ever. I I was trying to let you shoot, but then when you didn't pick up your gun, I should have just picked up my gun and shot it, but it never even occurred to me to shoot it. I don't I have no idea why. It was a huge bird though. It was the most bizarre brain fart freeze up moment <laughs> of my turkey hunting life. I've never done that. Um, there was a lot like, so it's, it's something we should say that we, we knew from the map that there was like that little alleyway, but we didn't know what it looked like. It was in our blind spot. We couldn't see any of it because you can't see through this real thick stuff that we're sitting in. Right. And when I looked over, all I could see was black. I mean, I could see there was a black something there. It could have been a black cat. It could have been a black bear. It could have been a black cat. I don't know. (laughs) It could have been anything. All I saw was this little black splotch of stuff. And my left hand's in my pocket. My gun's up on my knee. It's in position. I, you're, You had both hands on your gun, but it's down, like down at your lap, because we were kind of repositioning. We were getting comfortable because this turkey was out in the field just standing perfectly still. And when she started walking and settling down, that's when we started moving. Like, okay, let's get comfortable. You know, we might be in for a long one. They might come out quiet, yada, yada, right? Yeah. So when you said that bird started running and I did ask, I said, is that a gobbler? And you said, yes. And then so my, this is how my brain's processing this. The bird was at 10 yards when it came out. If that. If that. It was it's really, away. really close. I now know it's a gobbler at 20 yards. I see the rope swing out from, from in front of it. Now I know it's a long beard, 25 yards. At this point, my hand's still in my pocket. Again, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm processing all this like milliseconds. Okay, the hen's out in the field. He's kind of running towards the hen. He'll stop, right? He's going to stop. Where, where, Where is he going? Like, why would he just run away 30 yards? <laughs> At this point now, I'm like, uh, again, haven't even thought yet. I'm like, I'm sure he's going to stop. He's just going to run out to that hen. 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards, 80 yards, 100 yards. Okay, he's out of view. Um he just ran like 120 yards and never even stopped. And we both sat there like statues. And I had no idea what to do. I was frozen solid in my track. Like, again, hand in my left pocket, just never even came out of my pocket. Never even came out of my pocket. All I had to do was pull my hand out, raise my shotgun a half an inch. And, I mean, he was running away perfectly straight up and down with his big, giant red head. And, uh, yeah. We blew it. We did. We blew it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting waiting like all those other birds pitch down. I'm like, dude, 
Adam has got to be in the money right now. I don't know how many birds there were, but we started seeing them pitch, and it was bird after bird after bird after bird that pitched down. I don't know, six or seven of them, and they went straight down towards that bottom. I was like, dude, Adam is going to be surrounded by birds. What happened, Adam? Yeah, meanwhile, I thought so too. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there on uh, what Seth said pretty much was an escape route that I took it as, and I didn't know what was going on over there. You guys didn't fill me in on anything. I could just hear these turkeys hammering. And yeah, just kind of sat there and nothing really happened. Some birds, but not, not the right birds, just Tweety birds. But yeah, just sat there and then you guys texted me and then you peered up on top of the hill after, uh, Chuck forgot how to hunt turkeys or something. And, <laughs> and we went from there. Dude, yeah. hilarious. I did. We did. We actually, we even bumped that bird a second time. We went down <laughs> the next hedgerow crossed over and into the next finger of field saw another hen in the bottom which i'm guessing is what they did is they went down and instead of going down to the bottom went right towards you they went left where they went across the street i don't know um but they might have been with that bird austin and i were walking around we called nothing it was getting nasty i mean we, to my, we didn't even mention when that hen was standing out there i mean it was a blizzard like it started snowing the it wind was too up. I was getting worried. I was like, it, it was is brutal. really putting down some snow. Like just blown right in our face. And that's why I went to grab a glove. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable yet, but I'd be a lot better if I had a glove on my hand. <laughs> it was terrible timing. And we ended up walking around that hedgerow. And we were going to back up the hill to a viewing point and a high spot. And there that either that same gobbler or another one just took off running I'm tracking it with my gun and it took flight. And I just, I just put my gun down in defeat at that point. I'm like, I'm not shooting a flying bird. I said, you know, I told Austin this turkey hunt, I want to kill turkeys a certain way. And that's just me. You know, I want to kill them when they're, they're playing the game. Like running away from us because he saw a turkey and he's just a timid little bitch turkey. That's fine. I'm going to shoot you in the back of the head. <laughs> but, you know, we lost. We lost. We lost that battle. Up again, and we lost the second battle with that turkey. And he ran and flew. And as soon as he took flight, I was like, you know, I'm not going to maim a turkey or injure it or whatever possible with a body shot. I think he was probably about 40 yards when he took flight. Probably he was. He was closer than that. Well, he may have been, yes. And he was flying away from us at a quarter angle, and I was just, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to shoot at a flying bird. It's just not, not my style. not the way I wanted to kill one. So yeah. I just put the gun down and I think Austin, you might've had your gun on your, on your back and you were kind of fumbling to get it ready. Well, I, um, it was a rookie mistake again. Like I had my gun on, I had my sling on my shoulder because we were just kind of, we were working our way real slow. We were, we kept checking over. There was a, basically a field down below us. We're walking like this strip and then there was a field up above us. We were just kind of creeping along <clears throat> looking for birds and, I was going to get ready when we spotted a bird. We were kind of doing like a, if we yeah. found birds, we were going to make a play on them. And when that bird got up and you pulled your gun up, I was like, holy shit, he's going to shoot it like a pheasant. <laughs> <And> it just, <laughs> just cruised down over the hill. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was exciting. And then I was like super bummed. I was like, oh damn, we blew that bird. And then we were just like, all right, well, where are we going to go from here? We called a little bit, nothing, nothing. It was The wind was blowing. It was freaking howling. We were like, damn, this sucks, man. So we're like, let's work our way back to Adam. 
and we started working across that top. We ran into a couple guys. They were talking about that bird that we saw on top originally, how it flew over and gobbled a couple times. And they were just basically like, there are guys everywhere here. We were like, oh, yeah, you know, just whatever. We saw some birds. They just kind of worked their way on and We were like, all right, let's meet up with Adam. We met up with Adam. He climbed up the hill that we were on. And we all climbed back up the top. We were like, let's go down and check out that hen in the bottom. See if those birds are with her. Let's find out. Whatever. We ended up making that trek the whole way down. Nothing. Well, at that point, we had gone up, across, and down. We were like, we're not going the whole way back just to get to the truck. Let's figure it out. <laughs> so we start bebopping down through this bottom. We cross this creek. It's nasty. It's thick. We're trying to get to this road. And Adam looks down. And he's like, dude, is that a turkey foot? <laughs> and there was just like this freaking turkey foot just chilling there. Like the smallest, if you can think of like a turkey foot and then shrink it like 18 times to be like the size of like a Tweety Bird foot, but still looking like a turkey oh, with small. like, but yeah, <laughs> dude, and it had a significant spur on it. I was like, holy crap, that thing is like, I've seen Jake's with smaller spurs than that, but like the leg doesn't match up. And Chuck picked it up. He's like, dude, this is a keepsake. I'm, I'm rocking this thing. And we ended up getting <laughs> out and we walked the road down. We got in the truck and we started driving around and stuff, but I'll let you take it from there, man. Oh, really, Adam should take it from there because I was just driving and he was the one that spotted the bird. Yeah, we were, we, like we said, we went back, started driving around and literally me and Chuck did glassing later Monday looking for birds. After 1 p.m., we had to be out of the woods. And every time we went past this one little place, I'd look down. It was only like a 10, 15 yard little gas line. And I was like, boy, Nice and green as can be. It was nice and manicured. I was like, that is like strut heaven. Never a bird on it. You know, every time we go past, I'd look. So, you know, this time, wasn't really thinking much. Just kind of driving and looked down it about half, three quarters of the way down it. Just one lone red head standing in the middle of it. And that's when the game started. Yeah. We kind of rushed down and got into a parking spot. And uh, we had a game plan. We were going to split up. You and I were going to go up. And we were going to get up on the ridge, kind of uh, play the ridge across and try to get behind the bird and call it up the ridge. And then Austin was going to walk down the street. And he was kind of going to be the guy that, in case that bird comes across the street, as we seen two the day before in the rain, do that, you know, he would be on that spot kind of his backup and he would, you know, blast it. And we didn't get 20 yards. And Austin's like, nope, sorry, guys. Well, that, that guy, too, was parked down the street, and he was across the street calling. I remember him calling. He was yelping real loud, kind of aggressive. And we got 20 yards, and Austin's like, dude, the bird just ran across the street, like way up there. Yeah, man, I, I, mean, hadn't, I, even, I hadn't even hardly gone up the street at all. Like, you guys had just started into that – trail and like i i got going up the hill and like dude it took off i was like that was really fast that it got across there yeah i was kind of in disbelief because that that was really far for that bird to travel in that amount of time but me looking back on it now we we took longer at the truck than we should have and i think that's what played into it more than i think i realized yeah if that bird had been on the move which he apparently was from the beginning when we first saw him when we remember, we did have to drive kind of a little ways to get to that parking spot. And when we got to the parking spot, we kind of got out, got our stuff ready, started game planning, and 
and you're right. We took, you know, probably five-ish minutes to get a good game plan and everything from the time, maybe less, maybe three or four minutes by the time we spotted them till we started walking. Yeah, definitely. And that bird ran across and I'm like, I was in disbelief as well. So we're kind of hammering at him with questions like, where was the bird on the power? He was the only one that saw it. Yeah. Or in the pipeline, like, where did you see it? How far was he? And he's starting to explain it. I'm like, dude, there's no way that's the same bird. We start walking up the hill and I'm like, you know, I don't even see the pipeline. Like it's not even in sight. So if that bird ran up the pipeline, even if that guy's calling across the street, we would have never seen the bird. Yeah. So yeah. we didn't, we basically just said, we're not going to believe Austin here. Or at least we're going <laughs> to, it could have been another bird is what we <laughs> said. You know, it could have been another bird. We had ones go across the street the day before. I was like, there's a ton of birds out here. Maybe it was a different bird. Um, we're going to go try. We're going to try. We're here, right? We're going to go try. So we start working down that, that pipeline and, and <laughs> Austin's behind us kind of video with his phone and we get halfway down the pipeline and get set up. And I'm like, all right, let's just get set up here. Pretend the bird's still here and we're going to call. Called and one hammered like way up the ridge. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard. And Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. I didn't hear it at all. I, d- I didn't hear it at all. Really? Yeah, I was back from you guys probably like 25 yards. And you guys started you guys started making these maneuvers. And I was like, oh, man, maybe they must see it off somewhere that I don't. So I just kind of like tucked in. And I was just sitting there. And you guys were like really looking intently. And I was like, damn, they must really see this bird. I didn't hear it at all. <laughs> like it was crazy. I didn't know what was going on. And I was back. And I looked up and you had been like, come on. And I was like if they see the bird, I'm not going to move. Like, this is dumb. Like, right. <laughs> there's a lot of confusion in that, yeah. that little part of the stock, you know, from where, like when you were moving and we were moving and then we called again and the bird hammered again. And I, I turned to Adam and I basically said, Hey man, this Turkey wants to die, but we ain't going to kill him from here. And I think I said, you know, I think we can make a move. This little son of a gun jumped right. I was like, all right, let's go. All right. Let's do it, man. And we just started working straight up that, that edge of that that little pipeline. And we got probably, you know, another 100 yards or, or better. And I called again. And sure enough, he hammered yeah. um, right at the top of that ridge. I'm like, dude, I know where he's at. I think, you know, it looks – I've never been over there before, ever. Never. I've always wanted to hunt over there. There's always guys. They always go that direction. There's been goblin turkeys over there. I was like, I think the top, by looking at it, the top looks pretty open. It looks pretty nice. I think we got to make a move. We got to get closer to that bird. And Austin was like, but well, we can't stand here. We're in the wide open. Yeah. Like, you're right. <laughs> we better get better get up on that ridge and get moving up. So we get on the ridge. 
we uh, worked about halfway up that hill. And now we had done some miles leading up to this point. This is 1030 Tuesday afternoon. Adam and I had not only gone out Sunday night, climbed those hills, probably put on a few miles. Saturday, we climbed that hellacious hill after those rainbirds. Dude, that was that's what killed me. I don't know about you, Adam, but that that hill right there just did me in for the whole trip. Uh, Saturday was good for me, bud. You got to remember, this is in PA. <laughs> you went back to the Saturday thing again. Oh, West Virginia's killing you. He did. He got Monday. me again. <laughs> I went Sunday to Saturday. <laughs> Sunday to Monday. Monday we went up that hill. Damn you! He got me. Monday that hill destroyed my legs. Absolutely destroyed my legs. I was done. But I don't know. When when there's a gobbling turkey, adrenaline takes over. He said it's 2.30 on a Tuesday. I'm ready to go. Let's go. We're going back up the hill. 10.30, not 2.30. You're all jacked up. I said 10.30. You said 2.30. I said 10.30. <laughs> Either hey, way. Hear me. Either way. Out. We were moving up that it's, hill it's regardless. That yeah. It's, it's I felt bad for you guys because – we had to cross that creek and we looked into it and there was nowhere that was shallow enough for you guys not to get wet. I was the only one wearing rubber boots and I was like, I don't really want to make you guys go across. And you, I look back and I think Chuck's like, we got to go. This turkey isn't coming across this. And I'm like, fair enough. You guys are willing to get wet. We're going up. Well, you started into the creek and I actually watched the video back and I feel like, I feel like a dumbass for saying it, but I looked at Chuck, we're standing there. We both have regular leather boots on and gaiters. And I was like, let's do it for the gram. And I like jumped in the creek and Chuck was right behind me. It was like, so dumb, man. So stupid. But it was, dude, I didn't even get wet, honestly. I mean, it, those gators kind of did their job. If you, you go quick enough, you don't get so wet. But um, we did. I mean, there was no holding me back, dude. There was, there was zero things preventing me from getting that turkey. We were getting across that creek one way or another. And we were getting up on that bird. We got halfway up that hill. There was like a little, it was almost like a shelf. You know, it wasn't as steep, kind of shelved out. And it was it was somewhat open. But if we would have sit up there, I mean, you had like a 20-yard shot max. And yeah, we called from that spot. And that bird gobbled again. And he was still in that same spot up on top of the hill. And I, at that point, I was convinced he was in a strut zone up there. But... I've heard so many people say, you know, if a bird gobbles twice after 10 o'clock, you can kill that bird. Like that bird's in the right attitude. He wants to die. So he, he hammered up on top of that hill. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And we turned around, took that deer trail. And it was perfect because it was like we were on the right side of the, the gas line. He was on the left side of the gas line. There was enough thick between us. We boogied up that hill a second. I'm huffing and puffing. But again, I am just like floored. This bird is gobbling on his own looking for us i mean everything is just playing out perfect so we got to get on his level so we got up on his level we call don't you know he's down on that shelf and he hammers i was like you got to be kidding me he dropped down through all that stuff like there is no way that just happened he went no way, way down dude way down like we were damn near to the top he was damn near to the bottom like <laughs> it was yeah we made a we made a wide loop to get up onto his level yeah yeah, that it was, took that was a little bit of time. It was kind of like when we were down there, it was kind of like we need to get inside of his bubble to kill him. And you you took us that way out around. And it, it was perfect because there was so much cover in between us. There was a little bit of wind and we had that distance. So it wasn't like 
we're moving, but we were trying to be quiet about it. It wasn't like we were just, you right. know, clawed hopping through the freaking woods trying to get up there. But we made really good time. I think when I watched a video back from the bottom to the top, I think we got up there in like four and a half minutes, which is pretty good. We wow. were, we were, yeah, we were, we were moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a, we were that was a steep hill for four minutes. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. That, that deer trail helped a lot though, too, because it was a nice little like open path almost. Yeah. And we could just run right up it. And sure enough, we got up there. So then I got up and I walked over to where we had Adam set up on that big triple tree. And I wanted to move Adam farther forward, but I believe that bird hammered on his own and he was closer. And because that was after I called, and he hammered on his own. And he was even closer yet. And I'm like, ah, I'm panicking. And me and Austin just kind of like standing there behind Adam, like, uh, okay. So now I'm listening. The bird's down below us. So I go up the hill past Adam and I set up in this big like area of blowdown trees, these giant big trees. It's a beautiful spot actually. And then Austin just goes and sits back in his own little spot by the tree behind Adam, kind of trying to film over his shoulder. But you're probably maybe 10, 15 yards behind him. Yeah, or so, I yeah, would I was say. probably 15 yards behind him, which I wish I'd have been right over his yeah. shoulder because it would have made for such a better video. It would have been pretty awesome. And we, we didn't really care about the video, but at the same time, I thought it was really cool that you just pulled out your camera and started filming. I thought that was awesome. Um, if we had a GoPro, it, it wouldn't even have helped much better because you, from 15 yards, it would have looked like Adam was in the next county. Honestly, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> so it, that really wouldn't have helped us either. And with the, the weather and stuff, it's not like you were going to bring the big camera around with you all day. So, well, we didn't, we didn't care. We just wanted to kill Bert, and that was the goal. So I went up above him. And I angled my call up the hill, kind of back over my shoulder even, and I got softer on the call. Like uh, the whole way up, I was kind of doing some louder yelps and, and maybe a cut. I think it was mostly just yelps and just plain yelps. And he was just, bah, bah. so we, I got up above him and I kind of quieted it down. I did about a mid range and then lowered off with some yelps and dude, he hammered. And, and when he, he gobbled that last time. I mean, you could hear like the ka 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 in his gobble. Like he's right there. So then I, I think I may have interrupted him with some more soft yelps and maybe maybe a little cut here and there in between them. But it was it was some soft stuff. It wasn't anything aggressive or anything crazy. It was basically to paint the picture. We were acting like a hen at first, right? He gobbled. He was probably. 400 600 yards away i don't even know that was it was far it was a ways and yeah. then we cut we cut the distance we you know he hammers we're closing in on him so we're basically playing that role as a bird that's coming to him but yet we went a different route and got past him and got up on his level and now he's coming back up to check us out and it worked perfectly i never even saw the bird coming in all i heard was that bb gun go off <laughs> the bb gun i <laughs> I was so confused. I know he gobbled twice and I knew he was like in Adam's lap, but I had no clue what was going on. So Adam, I want you to take it from your perspective, kind of once we got you set down and then we were kind of scrambling around what you were thinking. Yeah, so you got set up. You were kind of off to my four-ish o'clock and Austin was like pretty much straight behind me from what I could see when I looked back. And I was thinking, okay, Austin's going to grab it. If it goes lower, you're going to grab it. If it goes up higher, we got this bird covered. And uh, he gobbled, and he was close. I 
he was probably within 60 yards, I'd say, but it was just a dick in there you couldn't see. And so, you know, another 30 seconds, a minute go past, and I see this bright red head just bebopping up through the little piece of brush. And then there's another one behind it. And there was a downed tree in front of me. And I was like, there is no way these birds are going to go over this tree to me. It was like, they're going to cut up and they're going to take a long, uh, they're just not going to do it. They're just going to go a long way and no way they're coming. So they're about 40 yards out. Long beard's coming with a Jake behind it. Super Jake. He was a big Jake. He was a big Jake. Yeah. So here they go. And his first one went around this uh, down tree. First one, I saw them pop over it and come around. I was like, there it is. Long beard's in the lead. And the hammer was already back. And I just squeezed off on that first bird as I saw his red head poke up and around. And I I just folded him. Knew I hammered him good. And I just kind of stood up and just kind of waited. I was waiting for Austin to take the next poke because that bird just, the long beard just kind of looked around, looked at, know what was going on. I was like, oh, yeah, somebody's going to hammer this other bird. No one ever did it. So <laughs> I went running up to the bird, and you guys were behind me, and they're like, you got him. I was like, I shot the wrong bird. I played switcheroo coming around the tree, and the other one just kind of stood there. I was waiting for you guys to shoot. You guys didn't even end up seeing that bird. I didn't even see that bird, dude. It's it's funny because I didn't see the bird that you shot until um, – and I don't even know if it was the Longbeard or the or the Jake. I was look. I was watch basically watching you through the viewfinder. And at one point, I was I turned the camera and I was looking down the hill because I had heard the bird gobble down there, and I was waiting for him to come up. And I never saw him. And when I was watching back, I could actually see the bird working its way up, but I never saw it that way um, because I was looking through the viewfinder instead of actually just using my eyes and looking forward. And I was just slightly off of you, and then I hear the shot, and I'm like, oh my god! And then I see you stand up, and you're just like standing there, and I was like, oh. And then I stood up and we kind of took off after you and like we got up to the bird and you were like, you guys didn't see that bird? Like I thought you guys were going to shoot it. I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we ran up to the bird, got it and uh, super appreciative. You guys got me on my first out of state bird, first out of state hunt. And that was just amazing to me. I had the time of my life. Those, I couldn't even really call it a weekend because Weekend's kind of open, over, starting on a Monday. West Virginia's just different PA all around. Yeah, man. No, yeah. It, it you was, asked me, it was the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you asked Chuck, it was, it was Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. I'm still convinced. Yeah. <laughs> still convinced it was Saturday Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> man. Holy smack. No, I had a blast, man, honestly. I wish I could have, like, stayed overnight. I had that weird shit going on with me. I don't, I don't know what was going on. But honestly, man, I was so stoked for you. Whether it was long beard or not, you know, that bird was a nice bird regardless. And he's going to eat good. I don't know if you ate him already. Maybe, maybe you already ate him. Not yet. Not yet. But our season's coming up, man. I just, I think this is probably going to be. So last year, me and Chuck went down. This year, we went down. I think it's going to be an every year thing, probably. The tag price is right. You know, it's great for guys to come in like you. We get to freaking hang out. We get to go after birds, have a good time, share camp. Like, I had a absolute blast, even though it was kind of miserable for me that first day. Yeah, but if uh, anybody else is listening, don't don't go to West Virginia. No birds there. License costs through the roof. No birds. Not worth coming down. Stay in PA. Yeah, yeah. Stay in PA. <laughs> I heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I heard that uh, 
Rhode Island's pretty good for hunting turkeys. You should check that out. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rhode Island's good. Really big yeah. state, tons get of public like four land. Tags. Yeah, you get like four tags. Yeah, you should check that out. <laughs> no, <laughs> but honestly, Maine. maybe Maine. Yeah, Maine's probably excellent for Maine, turkey hunting. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Maine actually is pretty good turkey hunting, and you can hunt it in June. So. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, Crazy, it was a good trip. We could have killed more birds. Had the weather been better, honestly, I think we would have, we probably all would have killed a lot of birds. Um, West Virginia is one of those, it's a two bird state. You know, we still have tags. We can still make another trip down. <clears throat> um, but actually, Chuck, I think you have plans See to go down. Sunday. Yeah, you'll be there Sunday. Um, but yeah, it was really good. A really good trip. I look forward to next year. I look forward to the rest of this season, honestly. I'm going to hunt some Saturdays here in PA and hopefully I run down to West Virginia for a Sunday or two. I think that'd be fun. And yeah, man, just a great trip guys. Yeah, it really was. Um, definitely. Thanks for joining us, Adam. You know, we kind of talked about putting this trip together as like a Patreon hunt trip, you know, for some of our us local guys that are pretty close and uh, with, you know, Justin just going back to work, he wasn't able to make it, you know, some of the other guys, you know, Herb's from Missouri you got Alex, his season was in, uh, that was a Herb's opener as well, Monday. Yeah, it was, and he was out too. Alex, yep, Alex's season had been open for archery in, in Kansas, and um, Patrickless was, uh, his season was open as well down in Florida. Yeah, so he was chasing birds down in like Florida. Anybody else really all that. But, you know, he'll be up here for the opener as well, which is pretty cool. But that that West Virginia trip, man, that's the first year we hunted the opener, and it was pretty incredible. I won't lie. We usually go and it's, you know, two, three weeks in and it's still good hunting. So I'm going to be going back here the day after our opener. We're going to be going down from like a Sunday to a Tuesday. Sweet. Uh, you guys are welcome to join if you want to come down for a Sunday hunt again, by all means. Um, you got the tags, just come come hang out. But uh, yeah, man, I'm proud of you. Proud of you, Adam. That that was awesome. I don't. I wanted to know, you know, because you're, you're, like you said, you're kind of newer into turkey hunting. I wanted to know your perspective and your thought process on how we approach that entire turkey kill, that whole process of getting real aggressive, getting up the hill. Is that something you would have done on your own or did you, did you learn some stuff and, and kind of what your perspective was on that, that entire thing? Well, not necessarily newer to turkey hunting, more or less newer to turkey hunting on my own. I was never one to call. My dad always did that for me. I'd always just be in the hot spot. I was in the shooter spot. So in the past three, four years, I've been, since I pretty much got my license, uh, I've been going off on my own, hunting more, and never really have luck with decoys or anything like that. I've been trying the run and gun thing, and that seems to be the best option for me. And just been sticking to it, and that's what works. So we're going to keep doing that. I don't have the patience to uh, let the birds come to me half the time, so I'd rather go to them and cut the distance, and that's what we did this time. I don't know. Around me, it seems like there is people that like to overcall, and I think we, we kind of heard that the first morning, calling early, and that's one thing I've learned is I try and call very little because it just seems to work out better for me. Call and let them know you're there and just shut up. They're going to get curious. They're going to come around. They're going to try and find you, and you're going to most likely kill them. It might take two, three hours, but it usually works. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good learning experience. And not saying that we're the best turkey hunters in the world, because by far we are not. We still learn something every time. But 
I learned a long time ago, let that bird know where you are and then just kind of be quiet. Let them know a couple more times if you mm-hmm. have to. But other than that, less is more. You don't, I, I, and just in my opinion, I don't want to be that guy that's just sitting there chalking on a freaking box call constantly. Bang, 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 bang. This bird just, they, they're gone, man. They, they kind of figure that out pretty quick, but I don't know. I'm a big fan of, of the way yes. that we did that, that hunt and it seemed to work out yeah. pretty well. You know, those, those previous, you know, kind of roost hunts that we did didn't work out as well. I mean, they could have, but you know, I kind of like that run and gun style that we, that we do. It, it, it's more fun. It's more kind of that aggressive, what we kind of do with whitetails almost. And that's what I like about it. You know, you're, you're hunting after, you know, the hot sign, I guess you can say in whitetail season, but the hot sign being, you know, the birds are hot. You catch them that midday and bam, you're on birds. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's my favorite time to kill them for sure. You know, we, we should add them off the roost too. It worked, you know, and all we did there was some, some real soft, the, the bubble clucks and some real soft, like tree yelps. And that was it. Now, yeah. you know, once they hammered that, that big sequence, we just shut up. Yep. And it, I mean, it worked, you know, it worked, but that was fun, man. I had a, I had a blast. Um, I'm, I'm a little upset. I didn't get to see you actually shoot the bird. Cause like I said, I was kind of up that hill and the down trees. I never saw that other turkey. I never saw any turkey until you killed yours. I actually thought Austin shot. For whatever reason, the way it played with my ears from the direction, I thought Austin shot down the hill just because it was so quiet. I thought he had his 410, not realizing he did not have his 410. Um, When your gun went off, all I could think of was, was that Adam? I hope that was Adam. You didn't even react. like You didn't even move or nothing, but then I realized there was another bird there. (laughs) <laughs> and that's why you weren't reacting. And then I think you tried to jump up too fast and pulled something in your side. <laughs> yeah, that still kind of hurt. Not actually. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh my goodness. Now I oh, I didn't mess around a, that second trip. day, dude. I took the four ten the first day, and the second day I was like, dude, letting a three and a half eat. We're we're not messing around. <laughs> it was fun though. Ninety yard shots only, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Adam, oh, dude, good trip, though. good trip. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you taking time out of your night to come on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You are welcome to hunt with us anytime. I'm so stoked that you came on the podcast tonight, share the story a little bit, hang out with us, dude. Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find PA bow hunting, all that fun stuff. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Our Instagram and Facebook, PA bow hunting. Mine is, uh, that white JK. Sweet, man. That's about it. Sweet, sweet. Awesome, man. And we will be back there. We'll be doing some deer hunting there probably as a group as well. Because I know we talked about that. Yeah, we've been talking about the Patreon group a lot, going back and doing like a a deer hunt, which I think would be absolutely awesome because there were so little deer there. It's just going to be good camp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was good camp, good tenting area. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. which we actually did. We had a lot of fun, but yeah. we saw very few deer. It was, it's just, we're in for the challenge. We like hills. We're in for the challenge. We're one of them people. We're going to carry rocks on our backs and, you know. That's exactly it. it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Maybe to be on a Saturday and Sunday. So next time I tell this story, it actually makes sense. It actually makes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We'll do a long weekend. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Is there anything I'm missing? I don't think so, man. It. All right. All right. Well, I can dig it. 
we are we are there on time. Let's uh let's end it there, guys. Okay. Thanks again, Adam. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. Until next week. The distraction is real. Let's get it, dude.